Yes, that line falls on the right face. Not that Maggie's back in Monday morning. McMonagle here with you. Taking your phone calls at 877-337-6666 for the next three hours until 5 a.m. Fliegelman's on the other side and both of us are dealing with these two franchises that continue to get under your skin and piss you off. That's right, I said both. That's right, I said both. I know one of them won. I'm aware. I watch the games, but they both piss us off. As the Jets, let's start there because they're just a disaster. What an absolute joke this team is, this franchise is. It's just embarrassing. I mean, we talk about it, right? Like, you know, we talked about it all week. Miraculously enough, you're still in a position against the, a team that's floundering here in Buffalo that lost the week before to Denver. Somehow you still found yourself, you know, while we, we talked all about it, the Bengals lose, Burrow, uh, you know, you look at the, the, the landscape of the AFC playoff picture, and somehow, miraculously, despite the fact that you are the worst offense that we've ever seen, you still find yourself in a position to maybe, maybe keep your season alive. And that's how the day started, right? With the the idea of, of, of Aaron Rodgers coming back. Glazer's on TV talking about, I know it sounds crazy, but he's talking about practicing in December 2nd. He's talking about, you know, playing sometime in mid-December. And the Jets believe this. And if they can only stay relevant. And with all that... With all that, the idea of actually having a season here, all the the players-only meetings and everything going on with this team. Right from the jump, they fumble the football. And you can, on the opening kickoff, and you can almost seal the deal right then and there. Because we, we talk about the template the Jets have for winning football games. Right? We talk about the template. And it's playing excellent defense. It's being great on special teams. It's running the football. And it's not turning the ball over. That's it. That's the only way they win. And they have the slightest of margins because of how terrible this offense is. The slightest of margins. They can't stray from that template but a single play. And to open the game, the special teams fumble the football. But that's okay, right? That's okay. All right, listen, it's, it's tough. Uh, that's a tough thing to overcome. But hey, the defense holds them to three. The defense does its job and holds them to three points. How will the offense respond? We know how the offense will respond. That was the game right there. Let's be totally honest. The rest of it's a damn blowout, and obviously the quarterback change, and we'll get into it. But this game is lost when this offense continues to do what this offense does under Zach Wilson, and do absolutely nothing. They get the benefit of 15-yard penalty on that opening drive after the three points and still do nothing. The defense that gives up big plays later in the game, no doubt, finally broke down after weeks of watching this offense do nothing for them. Weeks of three and outs and no points. Weeks of, especially in the first half, 
God forbid this team gets out to a lead. We talk about it over and over again. They have now been shut out in seven of the ten first quarters they have played this year. There is zero offense to start this game, ever. They never start with any offense. And the defense held them in this game a, a little bit early on. They give up big plays later. Okay, they get beat on swing passes out of the backfield on two different touchdowns. All right, they get beat for a big play. This was not their best game. This is not the game that you go and talk about how great the defense is. I get it. But early on in this game, they give them a chance. And this offense does nothing. Nothing. And listen, it's the play caller. It's the pass blocking. It's that they can't run the football. I mean, how about be creative in your run game? Do something. You get absolutely nothing out of the run game, and then you abandon it. Deuce, you know what the quarterback is, right? Do something creative with this run game. Have something else besides running between the tackles, and then when it doesn't work with all, just abandoning the run game and trying to make screen passes your run game. Because I'll tell you what, you want to, you want to, you want to know what a screen pass looks like in the Zach Wilson era? It looks like him... Throwing the ball directly into the dirt and us calling it a good play. That's what a screen pass, that's what the screen game is for this New York Jet football team under Zach Wilson. He throws it in the dirt and everyone goes, wait, no, 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 that's, that's not grounding, that's not grounding, it's a screen. Oh, okay, it's not grounding. That's the screen game. This offense stinks and finally, finally, finally. They decide to pull the quarterback for Tim Boyle. I mean, never mind the fact it's 29 to 6 when they do it. Can you do it when it might actually impact the game? Because here's the honest to God truth. All right, here's the truth Zach Wilson is not the only issue with this offense. I've never claimed he was the only issue. I don't think any of his detractors have claimed he's the only issue. The offensive line is not very good. He, they, they were getting to him real early and real fast, and he didn't have a lot of time in the early parts of this game. They are without question dropping passes. And the offensive play caller is inept, at least with Zach Wilson. So I'll give him that. All right, I'll give Zach Wilson that. But the fact of the matter is he can't complete a reception to a, to a wide receiver. How many weeks can you go on like this? How long does it take? He throws that interception. It's 9 nothing. It leads to a touchdown to make it 16 nothing. That's it. Pull him because we know, despite all of the uh, the player-only meetings, despite all the confidence the coach shows him, besides the one little falter when he says he pleads the fifth on why Simeon isn't the quarterback or anybody else the quarterback, besides that, the coach constantly defends him. The players kind of defend him publicly. But we all know the truth. They're in an offensive meeting saying, what the hell, offense? We're out here playing great defense, and you can't do anything. Our quarterback sucks. They celebrate when Mike White comes on, comes into the game. They celebrate when anybody comes into the game. They publicly fawn after and recruit another quarterback to bring to this team. We all know what the rest of this team thinks about this quarterback and their chances offensively when he's behind center. Make the change earlier than 29-6. to six. Your season's on the line. You want to believe in Aaron Rodgers? You want to believe in the possibility of him returning? You have to make it possible that you have a chance when you get there. These games are imperative. You can't just watch Zach Wilson blow the game. He finally gets taken out after another play where he takes another bad sack where he should have thrown a slant. At least it's something. Like, he doesn't throw the football. 
I don't know how anyone can watch this and tell me Zach Wilson isn't a major problem. Are there others? We've become so comfortable, whether it be Daniel Jones, whether it be Zach Wilson, whether it be anybody else. We have become so comfortable pointing out the fact that there are other flaws inside an offense other than the quarterback, instead of looking at the main purpose and the main person behind the flaws and the guy who's supposed to make the offense function. This is his third year. But, hey, no, the offensive line isn't very good. And, oh, well, who are the weapons they have? And they drive passes and blah, 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 blah. I, I hate to make the, the comparison because everyone is, and it's it's like the cliche thing to do. But Tommy DeVito made an offense work. He threw three touchdown passes while taking nine sacks. How the hell is that possible? Oh, but Chris, he holds on to the football. Yeah, so does Daniel Jones, and so does Zach Wilson. That's how you get nine sacks. That's how you get sacked all these times. Of course. You think it's nine straight-up sacks? Of course the quarterback held on to the football too long. He still threw three touchdown passes and on a team that managed to score 30 points and win a football game. It's it's maddening. It's maddening. And now the question is whether or not you move forward with Zach Wilson. And here, here the coach is unwilling to uh, go out on a limb and say something. Well, let me just tell you, Coach Sala, he's done. He's done. Put him out of his misery. Why would you bring him back? Why would you allow him to play Friday and be the face of a 47-12 to loss? Why would you do that? It's over. Is Boyle better? I have no idea. Is Simeon better? Probably, but not much. I get that. You're not going to Rodgers now. You're not going to a competent backup. And that's your GM's fault. But we know what Zach Wilson will do. We know it. And we know how the team feels about him. You're trying to spark something here. I just heard a caller right before I got on with Lori. What's the point of benching Zach? What's the point of playing him? What's the point of playing him? You have to give this team something to believe in, even if it is Boyle. They know what Zach Wilson does, and that's lose football games. And listen, uh, again, you can get on the defense. Today wasn't their best day, and they gave up big plays like they typically don't do. Wasn't their best day. But early on in this game, they are immediately put to the test after the special teams fumbles uh, the kick return. Immediately put to the test. And they force the three points there. They force three field goals to start this game. They're keeping their team in the game. And the offense gives them nothing. Nothing. It's about time they benched him. The only problem was it was 29-6 to already. They should have done it earlier. They should have done it once he threw that pick. But now looking at it, they have a short week to go play a Miami team that should have won their game by 100 points against the Raiders, but somehow managed to keep it close. And hopefully you can force turnovers and get this thing going. I don't know what, like, there is there any point left in this whole thing? We could talk about Rodgers and whether or not it's a miracle and whether or not the doctor should clear him and whether or not it's even plausible or whether or not he should do it and risk injury for the next season. I at this point, it's never going to happen because this team is not going to be relevant because this offense gives it no chance to be so. 
My God. And yeah, it's on it's on Garrett Wilson too. Can't fumble again. Zach Wilson is not alone in its blame for this terrible offense. And and I'll tell you this right now. The offensive coordinator is going nowhere. Nowhere. And I heard it on the post game about I believe I heard it on the post game about fear of Aaron Rodgers. It's not about fear of Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's going to fear the wrath of Aaron Rodgers if they fire the quarter, the the offensive coach. They believe that that will work. This whole season is a backup plan, which was a, to have Zach Wilson be your backup plan is an absolute joke. But this whole season has a black cloud hovering over it of what could have been. Aaron Rodgers came here and changed the franchise. He ran out of that tunnel with that American flag on 9-11, and everything was going to change. And it lasted four plays. He's won two MVPs with this offensive coordinator. Whatever you think of him, whatever I think of him, he's been brutal. He hasn't been able to make it work with Zach Wilson. No one has. And while I find the running game completely unimaginative, while I find the passing game completely unimaginative, while I think they're doing a terrible job, and and Hackett in particular is doing a terrible job, and it backs up everything Sean Payton said about the guy. Ultimately, this whole season has been let's just hope it goes okay, because they can't. They know what they are with Zach Wilson, and they're hoping for Rodgers next year and possibly the year after that. And they're not going to fire the coach he loves, who he knows he can win with. He's asked in the interview the other day on Pat McAfee. You know, your coach is under fire here. The offense kind of stinks. His immediate answer was, I won two MVPs with the man. That was his immediate answer. It's not just you're afraid of Rodgers. You want to move forward with Rodgers, and you know that's a successful group pairing. This year has just been an absolute debacle from the jump. You're not going to fire the guy when he never had an opportunity to coach the player. You brought him practically and hit a coach. It's not going to happen. You're not firing Sala. You're not firing the offensive coordinator. It's just not happening. You're not having someone else call plays in the interim until next year. Why would you do that? You're going to take this guy, his legs out from under him, and then give him the job back next year? The minute Rodgers went down, the season was across your fingers and hope something works out, and it doesn't because you allowed the backup quarterback to be the same quarterback who ruined last year and the year before. And this team is just unbelievably frustrating. They got pounded. They allowed the Bills to get right back into gear. We talked about how important it was to get off to a good start. If the Jets were to get off to a good start in this game, who knows how Buffalo treats it? Now, look, I know it ends up being 32-6. to six. I get it. And, it. and it wasn't that close. But this Buffalo Bills team is reeling. They just fired their offensive coordinator. They're losing games they shouldn't lose at home. They've already lost to the Jets. If the Jets actually don't fumble that kick return and go down and score points for the only the third time of this season in the first quarter, you might actually feel like, hey, you got something going here. And the Bills might question what the hell they're doing. Instead, you give them instant, instant, instant gratification and instant momentum. The Jets aren't capable of that. The path is so narrow, you can't take but one step astray. You just can't. Not with this team, not with this quarterback. And finally, 
If they go back to Zach Wilson, they have no idea what they're doing. If Robert Sala and this team go back to Zach Wilson, someone from on high is pulling the strings, which we probably think already. But there is a clear mandate. You know this. There is a mandate from someone on high that Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback if he's allowed to start on Friday. It's over. It's over. Whatever talent you think he has, whatever arm strength you think he has, whatever mobility or athleticism you think he has, it leads to inept offense time and time again. It's over. Why on earth would you allow it to continue? Because I'm telling you right now, not that it matters almost anymore after losing this game, but if they announce that Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback, every single shoulder in that building will slump. Every single player will put their head down and nobody will have any confidence that they could come anywhere near enough offense to even compete and stay relevant in a game against the Miami Dolphins. Nobody. And belief is and and believing you can succeed is half the freaking battle. And nobody who will suit up that day will think they have a single chance, including Zach Wilson. And we'll get to the miserable Giants and how even in victory they piss me off next because you know what? I'm not the bad guy. They're the bad guys. The fact I even have to think that I want Washington to go down the field and score a game-winning touchdown isn't on me. It's not on me. I know I tweeted everyone's to call me a loser and a loser mentality. It's not. I'm not the loser. I'm not the bad guy. The team that's 2-8 and eight and allows me to think such a way. They're the losers. They're the bad guys. I like the story of DeVito. I like how he played well. I like that Thibodeau, a young top draft pick that we're hoping develops into a major pass rusher, played well in this game and was all over the field. I like a lot of the different things I saw in this game. Losing was the best possibility for the New York Giants. 